Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Slyman Brothers. Offering everyday low prices, expert advice, and free delivery. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to preview tonight's game for the Blues versus the Canucks once again with the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber here on 101 ESPN. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. I was very interested when I heard your post-game show. You guys caught up with Marco Scandella, and he said after the last game that the Blues really wanted that one against Vancouver because they really disliked the Canucks. No, they hated the Canucks. What am I missing here, Curbs? When did this become a rivalry? Well, you, you know what? Actually, Blues and Canucks has been a pretty good rivalry over the years. You go back to the early 2000s and, you know, 2003 especially when the Blues, I think, had a, maybe one of their best chances to win a cup and had a great team. And Vancouver came back from a score of 3-1. to one. Then you had you had so many, you know, good opportunities and good years when the Blues were playing well and you'd come in here and you'd play the Sedin Twins and all and, uh, you know, you go back to those early days, and I think it was Todd Bertuzzi that was the one that checked Al McKinnis and, and, and hurt his shoulder. Did the same thing, I think, to Barrett Jackman. Jackman had some huge, you know, games against that uh, that that line that they had here of Bertuzzi and Morrison and Naslin. I mean, there, there's always been some great games, but most recently, obviously, it was the Canucks that knocked the Blues out of the playoffs up in the bubble. Some guys were there. Some guys remember it. And whether it's that or something else, Brandon, I'll tell you what. Whatever you got to do to fire yourself up and give yourself the motivation to play a little angry, to play a little edgy, that'll work. And I, I was glad to hear him say that. Curbs, uh, I know you dislike the Blackhawks, but but are there any teams that Chris Kerber hates? Yeah, the Blackhawks. Okay, other than the Blackhawks, I know other you the take Blackhawks. their I know you take their free beach towels that they gave and used it to wipe your feet. Do you still hate the Red Wings? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even take those free beach towels. Oh, that's to, right. To Joey used it as so rags. That, yeah, Joe, Joey. Joey brought those home to his kids, and I hope he used it as a diaper. But listen, uh, no, I think. Uh, well, obviously, always the Detroit Red Wings. You know, okay. where we're you know our, our classic ones. Uh, Nashville, I think, has grown into a terrific rivalry. You know, for the St. Louis Blues, those those are good ones to get fired up at. Do you view uh, Colorado as a rivalry, Curbs? Uh, I. You know what? I don't feel it as much yet. I don't know about you guys. I don't, I don't feel Colorado's in there like. There's never really been anything that's happened that really drives some nastiness yet. Kadri, maybe, maybe it gets there. Like I think San Jose is actually, especially from a playoff standpoint, one of the Blues' best rivals. I think you see some great games 
uh, when, when San Jose and St. Louis get together. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. So, Curbs, uh, how important is it for these guys, the Blues, to get back on the right track on the road? I think they have two road wins in their last six road appearances, especially when you're headed down the stretch fighting for a number two seed in the in the uh, Central, possibly a three seed or a wild card. How important is it to get back on the right track with the road games? Well, I think it's important, that whether it be road or home, Alex, I think it's important that you just continue and you take the positives you had from the last couple of games when you've had them and you build on them. Very solid first period, good third period, maybe not a great second period, and you build on that. And I think that's going to come down again to not just the preparation on the ice, but the mental preparation. What are guys, what are guys ready for tonight? Uh, Bruce Boudreaux was not happy with the defensive zone coverage of his team after the last game. He talked about it actually with us just a few minutes ago. Um, you know, he was uh, all over his team for letting guys go. Uh, the Connor Garland turnover that led to the David Perron goal. You know, Connor Garland just talked about that and how it, you know, cost his team a game. So you put, put all that together and you know they're going to be a much more gritty, a much more defensive tight team and you've got to be prepared for that. So I, I think that what I look for is more, are they building on some of the positives that, uh, have come out of the last game and do you grow on that because I do think all in all you start to see some of that team game coming around Chris Kerber the voice takes, of the blue listen guys it takes a while real, sorry Brandon it, the, the reality of it is is when you have bad habits creep into your game much like if you have bad habits creep into your life it, it it takes you a little while to kind of work through those and very rarely does it just turn around on a dime and and I think the success that the Blues have had against Vancouver gives them a chance to play two really good games together here Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues joining us here on one Oh one ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Kerber. That's something that Alex said about the blues yesterday as well. Kerb. So you guys are on the same page there. I, I did want to ask you, cause the other night, uh, the last game at home against Vancouver was a really cool moment for Vladimir Tarasenko 500th point in his career. After the game, he was able to get the ovation from the fans and you could tell he was really soaking it in, in that post-game interview that he did uh, with Panger. I, I found it interesting after that game. And then again, yesterday on the fast lane, uh, Craig Berube talked about Tarasenko. He said, Hey, you know, since I've been here, he's become a much more well-rounded player as well. Curbs, what have you seen? You've seen the start to the end now of Vladimir Tarasenko's career. What have you seen from that development and how much has he changed in terms of the all around game from what you remember early on in his career here in St. Louis? Well, I think the, those, as, as they as they learn and as they grow, they realize that you just can't be a one-dimensional player, you know. And I think that you, one of the signs when Vladimir is on his game like he was that last game, did you see how engaged he was? Look, look, when he starts skating, he can be as powerful a skater as this team has. He can throw his body around. We saw that a little bit. Obviously, you saw the shots on goal and the number. And there's a reason that he was plus three in that game versus minus seven over the previous two, you know. And that's that's just an overall engagement level. And to play Craig Berube style of hockey. You've got to be able to back check as hard as you go forward and play, you know, offensively. And when you do that, you know, frankly, we saw that develop with Ken Hitchcock and, and the way he kind of turned things with David Backus and TJ Yoshi and Berglund and Vladimir and, you know, Perron for a little while there. You play that style of hockey, it does lead to offense. And, and Vladimir realizes that. Look, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He came in with question marks. He came in with a cloud. Yes, some of it self-inflicted, you know, clearly with the trade we could request and all that. But having said that, you know, he's put his head down. He's played well. He's delivered for this team offensively, and he's given a chance to win some games. And 
and and geared them towards the playoffs. And I, I think you, you've got to be pretty happy with his overall season. Curbs, maybe you can help clear up some of this confusion for me because I had this on post game Monday night. I've heard a couple of different uh, Blues fans uh, mention this to me on social media. Has Colton Pareko been playing bad in this last stretch? He's because been excellent. I think he's, in terms of plus minus, he's been one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. Curbs, I said the other day it's okay. the best I've seen him play in two years. Guys, I, I don't know where, I don't know where this criticism of Colton Pareko's play is coming from. I mean, to be honest with you, no, I think he's played very solidly. I think he's played very well. Um, I, I look at his overall season coming off of what he had to do last year and battled with that injury that he dealt with. I think he's been fine. Look, have there been mistakes? Yeah, but those mistakes to me are not just one individual guy. There's there's been mistakes from a team standpoint, and that's you know that you can only do so much as one guy. I I may be wrong. I'm gonna check with Davey Alexander on this, but I know I know there was like a lot. Like I know it was broken down how he you know he handled that goal by Jarvis the other night. I think the goaltender has to have that. I saw that same play by Colton Pareko in that last game two or three more times, and the guy steered behind the. The, the the net and there was no threat so I, I think Colton Pareko's been fine guys when you are second overall in the league at what almost 22 just under 22 minutes of even straight ice time a game and you're playing against the other team's top teams and you did that and you did that successfully while the team is shorthanded while there's only 17 skaters while guys are out with COVID and while you're skating and, and bringing up along a essentially a rookie a guy in his second year with Nico Mikola I think Colton Pareko's been fine. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not room for improvement. That doesn't mean that there's not room for consistency. When he skates with that puck, he's as dangerous as anybody because they can't catch him. And that, to me, tells me he's on his game when he gets that puck and just skates it out of trouble. But I, I think he's had a very solid season um, and, 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 has, and has been fine. And, and is there another level? Oh, yeah, there's another level for every single person on this team, in my opinion. And you're going to have to start seeing more from everybody. He's Chris Kerber. You'll hear him on the call tonight. It's a late one. Blues versus Canucks. We've got pregame with Alex starting at 8. We've got the puck drop with Curbs and Joey at 9 o'clock right here on your home for the Blues 101 ESPN. Curbs, talk with you again next week, man. Thanks so much for the time today. You got it, guys. Have an awesome weekend.